Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. The following is a fourth-hand production. To a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. Hello. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, Jimmy. Uh-huh. We break it down. Uh-huh. We tell it it has no personality. Well, don't. Then shame it. It tries to be funny. We shame it again. All just for you, the listener. Mm-hmm. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Season 3, Episode 6, entitled The Personality Kid. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS, Alexis, and... Amazon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I you what you pointed at me. <laughs> You fucking pointed at me. You totally pointed at me. Sorry. Hey, what's up, You went just like this. You're like, I was doing a countdown. One, doing two, it. three. <laughs> so, what's up, Jimmy? How Not are you? <laughs> Pretty good. What about you? Oh, uh, you know, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time. How was your week? It was good. Short. Felt really short since last week. Yeah, man. Can't believe what happened in the news this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you see the story about that guy and what he did? Oh yeah, I totally saw that. That was surprising what that country man did. Yeah, yeah, I I, I couldn't believe it. The leader said that what, and then that business, you know, with their stocks. <laughs> well, that actually was a story recently. And the and the the weather. <laughs> So, on this episode, we have kind of an iconic line in this episode, Jimmy. We really do, yeah. Um, And we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. Okay. After the break. But, um, so, this one deals with, it's a Peter episode. (laughs) Peter episode. And uh, so, he struggles with a personality disorder. Yes, he does, yeah. 
Have you ever felt like maybe you had a personality disorder at one time? Um, not a personality disorder, but I, I kind of see what Peter's saying. Like he went to a party and nobody really talked to him. I I, um, I thought of you when I saw this. Yeah, Peter. at least Peter gets invited, you know, to places. So, <laughs> well, Jimmy, uh, where are you right now? Recording a podcast at my house where I invited you. That's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I I've never felt the way Peter feels. Like I'm just a fart head. You know, I've never <laughs> felt like that. But um, I definitely see what he's talking about. I mean, I, I can relate. Yeah, I think we all can at one point in our lives. But I can't think of a specific incident for me. But for sure, <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate. I mean, <laughs> I can't. Not me. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I'm a life of the party everywhere. I'm sure, other losers can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've never felt like like I was dull. Yeah, I've never felt like that. Um, when I was younger, I think it was a lot. I had a lot more social anxiety than I do now. My wife gets mad at me because I'll start conversations in the grocery store with people I don't know. Um, <laughs> I definitely struggle with social anxieties for sure. Really? Because I'll, I'll be in a grocery store. And Megan will be like, who are you talking to? I don't know. Some, some guy I met in the yeah. grocery store. She's like, you've never met him before? I thought it was somebody you work with. I'm like, no, I don't know. I can't is. do that. I mean, if somebody starts talking to me, sure. But I'm not going to like start up a conversation with the guy standing next to me in line. Like I, I talked to this guy in uh, Harbor Freight. I was in Harbor Freight one day. And um, <laughs> I'm looking at some of the stuff, the pneumatic stuff for compressors and stuff. And um, this guy beside me is there and he's kind of looking for something. He uh, he turns to me and he's like, hey, do you know if they have this or whatever? So I kind of point where it is. Talk to him for the next hour and 15 minutes. He was on vacation from Puerto Rico and they don't have Harbor, Harbor Freights in Puerto Rico. And so we were talking about like how he gets around things and he was showing me how we fix certain things. And I was showing him, him, how I fix things using Harbor Freight stuff. And it was a fascinating conversation. A guy I never met before. So what was the rest of your family doing? They were over at, I think Megan's mom's house. Shocking. I know. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So they were, you weren't, they weren't like standing there going, Oh, come I on. <laughs> I should have been like, they were waiting in the car. <laughs> they were standing next to me waiting. But yeah. Um, so I, I'm like that. I'll, I'll, it's not uncommon for me to become friends with people and you know that work in stores I go to. Right. I, talk, I talk to everybody. So I get that. Well, talking to an employee at a store, sure. But well, especially if you see them all the time. Yeah. Like the 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 pet store we go to to get foods for our our, um, our reptiles. Yeah. Uh, like we we know them. Like they know our kids' names. They know our, our reptiles' sure. names. That kind of stuff. So. I've been like that at a place before several yeah. times. I used to go to when I was in the Navy. I used to go to the same Wendy's so more, so much. I didn't even have to order once I walked in. They knew exactly what I wanted every time. Yeah. I'm a creature of habit. Well, like at the 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 pet store, the, it's normal for us to walk in and be like, oh, we saw on Facebook that, you know, Caitlin did such and such. So that's, hmm. so, anyways. Cool, Leo. Yes. What about you? Have you ever, uh, whatever did you, oh, have you ever felt the way Peter feels? <laughs> I couldn't remember what, what you had asked. Um, have you ever felt the way Peter felt? I'm sure. Uh, there's been plenty of times where I don't feel like I'm enough for friends or family or whoever yeah, makes sense or other women and stuff <laughs> but I'm, I'm i'm okay <laughs> i'm trying to figure out why you're whispering to the microphone <laughs> you want your son to hear it Is that what <laughs> no i was just you know like I, i'm very lonely <laughs> well no you got your son here and your cats yep that's yep what do you mean you got two cats tag you're not lonely silly goose <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Neither one of them are mine. All right. Hmm. Well, let's take our first break because, you know, six minutes in. Yes. 
when we come back, we're really going to get into this. And uh, yeah, it's an iconic little episode. Iconic line anyway. All right. We'll be back. Yes. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the halibut! Fry it in a basket or broiled in a pan, eat it raw like you're in Siam, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds. It's a podcast. And we are uh, back. We have season three, episode six, entitled The Personality Kid. Facts about the episode, this first aired on October 22nd, 1971. Wow. Written by Ben Starr. Directed cool. by my man, Oscar Rudolph. You know, I, uh, the, the guy that wrote it, I hear his whole family are stars. <laughs> uh, according to IMDb, this episode includes the third most <laughs> quoted line of the series. Go ahead and give us a little bit of taste on that, Jimmy. Pork. Chops and applause, however you said that. <laughs> now, it specifically said the third most quoted line from the series, and I was like, I wonder what the other two are. Right, yeah. I tried looking it up. I couldn't find what the most quoted... I don't know where they got the third most quoted line from. Mm. So I just guessed, and I'm assuming number one is probably Ow My Nose. Yeah. And number two is probably Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Probably. Maybe the other way around. Who knows? But Did you check the, the Brady Bunch fandom page? I didn't. But it's there. Probably, I keep forgetting about that page. We're going to look right now. And ladies and gentlemen, right this now. is a little insight into what happens on the show. Ooh, you're getting some behind the scenes. Behind the scenes shit. Ooh. Okay, so let's see. Brady. Bunch. Quotables. <laughs> fan dumb. You should call it fan dull. Get it? Dull. D-U-L-L. <laughs> Season three guide. Let's see. Gave birth to the catchphrase pork chops and applesauce. Um, nope, they don't have nothing. Hmm. Hmm. It's like, thank you, Jimmy, for wasting our time. Appreciate that, buddy. And also, Jimmy, at halftime here, when we come back from our second break, I have a fun little game I put together for oh, you. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. So, that's to look forward to. All right. You ready to get into it? I am ready to get into it. All right. So, we fade in. See more. We open up and see Peter coming home in the backyard from a party. We know he's coming from a party because he's dressed in a full suit. <laughs> he looks in from the window into the kitchen and sees Bobby and Cindy talking with Mike and Carol at a wall plug. Peter changes his mind and walks away from the door to walk around the house to enter in through the front door. When I first saw this and I didn't know what was going on, uh, it plays off like he's in love. Oh, yeah. Kinda. Like he's like... Like, just kind of, you know, outside reminiscing about some girl he saw at a party or something like that. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I thought that's what it's going to be. I thought the episode was going to be about him having a crush on a girl. But. Nah. Scene two. 
Inside the kitchen, Bobby and Cindy are discussing safety hazards with Mike and Carol in the kitchen. More specifically, the wall outlet above one of the counters has too many plugs plugged into it. Cindy says it's called an octopus. Bobby asks, do you see why? And plays with all the cords hanging out of it. Carol remarks how it certainly looks like an octopus. Hmm. Cindy says how it's very dangerous and that the teacher talked about it in class. Bobby says it talks about it in the safety safety drive stuff. Bobby hands Mike a pamphlet about home safety. Mike thumbs through it and it reads, any wall receptacle being used by more than two appliances can overload and overheat. Bobby and Cindy say they're going upstairs to look for more hazards. Mike and Carol remind them that it's real electrical current in there and to be careful. Hmm. After Bobby and Cindy leave, Mike comments, this home inspection thing is a good idea. Carol agrees. Hmm. Just then, Alice enters the kitchen, salutes and reports, inspection completed. You can tell the kids my room is 100% safe. Mike says, yep, so is the kitchen, Carol adds, now that we've gotten rid of the octopus. Then Mike and Carol leave. Alice says, oh, good. Then thinks for a moment and says to herself, octopus? What? And then looks in the sink to make sure that she ain't going to get bit by an octopus. Because <laughs> that would be awkward. You know, it's kind of funny. I was watching this in the old octopus thing. Like, that's not an issue anymore. Like, we don't have, like, those other outlets that plug into each other and make this octopus thing. No, they don't. Know. Now we have, like, more of, like, the... Uh, power strips? Power strips and stuff like that. Um, and they're much safer, obviously. That's true. And so we don't have like plugs that you can plug other things. Like that was just a dumb idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I put in there, Mike is all like, tell him, tell me your father more or tell me your father, the architect more about how house works. <laughs> oh, yeah, little kids. Tell me, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking designing these things. Tell me how, how, how shit's supposed to work. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. It's funny. Um, <laughs> and also Cindy busting out with the hang 10 t-shirt. Did you see that? Uh, was it color? Well, that doesn't say well much. Hang 10, it's an old surfing company that had the two yeah. feet on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I like, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. All right, scene three. Meanwhile, Peter comes walking in the front door and is stopped by Mike and Carol. And Carol asks, what are you doing home so early from the party? Peter just vaguely says, something happened. And continues up the stairs. Mike stops him and asks what happened. Peter replies, I don't want to talk about it. And then goes upstairs. Carol, while looking at Mike with her mother's intuition, knowledge, and brain power, says, well, something happened. Then they both go upstairs. Carol's amazing. Columbo ain't got nothing on her. And like, <laughs> she legit, like, they could have, they should have started a detective show featuring Carol. Like, For sure. <laughs> detective Brady on the she's case. A, she's incredible. <laughs> um, <clears throat> scene, <laughs> scene four. Mike and Carol enter the boys' room. They see Peter sulking at the desk with his chin on his folded hands. Mike walks over and says, okay, what happened? Peter says, nothing. Carol confirms, nothing? Peter goes on, nothing. Nobody talked to me all night. Mike says, ah, go on, you're exaggerating. Peter says, well, one guy did. He said, I have no personality. Carol exclaims, no personality? Peter gets up and walks over to the mirror. Peter goes on, see, nothing, zero. Let's face it, I'm dull. Carol says how ridiculous it is. Mike says, sure it is. 
listen, you have a good personality. Peter, Peter argues, parents have to say junk like that. Carol says how that it isn't true. I don't even like you boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Carol says how it isn't true. Mike points Peter to look at himself in the mirror and asks, asks him what he sees. Peter says, same as before, dull me. Carol laughs. Mike says, you know what I see? I see a fellow who's had a crummy time at a party, just like his pop used to have when he was his age. Hmm. Carol adds, and just like your mom still has at certain luncheons, and kisses him on the cheek. Carol goes on, you'll feel much better after you've had a good night's sleep. Mike agrees and says, this won't seem like such a big deal in the morning. Mike and Carol tell him good night, and they leave him alone. Peter continues to look at himself in the mirror and says, boy, are you dull. Hmm. So <clears throat> where I get really confused is, they tell him good night and right. to sleep well. Yeah. What time is it? Well, I don't know, but if you had a kid that dull, wouldn't it make you tired? <laughs> <laughs> like nobody else is going to bed. In fact, Bobby and Cindy were upstairs looking for more like safety hazards. Right. They're not even in bed yet. And they're like, Good night, go to sleep, dull boy. Well, it's, it's funny because that was one of my notes. I'm like, Carol and Mike are like, Man, for some reason I'm really tired talking to Peter. Man, you must be dull or something. Like, yeah, what is it like? Ten thirty? Yeah. It's like six forty-five. Yeah, like, we're going fuck. to bed. You might want to go to bed too. Like, I'm just for some reason I'm tired all of a sudden. Just only after I talk to you. <laughs> Scene five. Down in the kitchen, Carol is with Bobby and Cindy, and she pulls a wall plug out of a bag and plugs it in. Pause right here. Did you see what these wall plugs were? They no. were like block things that you plug in. I, I tried to pause it because they never really showed it. I think what it is, is um, right around this time, I think, is when they started using uh, the third ground in a lot of houses. Mm. You know, the third plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what it is, is they were switching it from the two prongs yeah. to the third. Because like Caroline used to live in a house that had some of the wall outlets were still two prong. Yeah. And if you put it in the wrong polarity, you can actually overheat the wire like he's hmm. talking about. And so that's why if you notice on a lot of plugs now, they have one tall one. Fat and one yeah, so yeah. you can't turn it the wrong direction. But right around this time, they started using those and they started using the third plug. And I totally made all that shit up. No, I'm kidding. No, I really had a conversation. <laughs> um, so I think that's what she's doing. They're switching from the, the, the two prong to the three, because if it didn't have the polarity, then the third prong would, would force you to put it in the right polarity. So gotcha. Anywho, Bobby says, uh, these are the kind the teacher said to get instead of the old octopus. Alice is standing there with folded laundry and says, you know, all night I dreamt about octopuses. She thinks to herself, octopussies? Octopi? Bobby and Cindy roll their eyes. <laughs> I, I laughed because I loved hearing Alice say pussy. At this point, um, see, we just had a thing last week, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alice said pussies. She said octopussies. Alice said octopussies. And Um, (laughs) I understand. I'm sorry, listener in Minnesota. Um, Has had had the movie, the 007 movie Octopussy came out yet? Um, Like, was that even a word yet? Or I I guess the question would be, was that a word before the 007 movie? Uh, It's a good question. I don't know. Hmm. I want to say the 007 movie hadn't come out yet, but. So I wonder where octopussy came from. Like the word. Well, she was just saying plural octopus. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Alice walks off with the laundry just as Mike enters with a golf bag over his shoulder and says, goodbye, darling, and kisses Carol. Bobby stops him and says, wait a minute, Dad. 
We still have a lot more to do on our safety campaign. Mike rolls his eyes as Cindy hands him a whistle. Mike looks at it and asks, what am I supposed to do with this? Bobby says, you blow it. Mike says, I know you blow it, but for what reason? Cindy says, with a duh attitude, a fire drill. We have to have a fire drill. Bobby adds, teacher says we have to practice getting out of the house real fast. Mike says, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> when I get back, yeah. As he hands the whistle back to Bobby, Mike heads out the door. Good for you, Mike. Get your golf on. It makes complete sense to me to trust a nine-year-old with your electrical stuff. Like it's <laughs> like it, once Caitlin got to about maybe ten, I was like, you know what, you got to stop doing electrical stuff now. Like that's really a job for a nine-year-old. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with Bobby's head? I don't know what you mean. Like he shakes it like this, like three times in a row. Oh, I didn't notice that, but it's just him pushing his hair out of his eyes. Hmm. And and also when Mike first walks in, the tone of his voice, I swear I thought it was Sam walking in. (laughs) Sam the butcher. (laughs) Because of that ugly jacket he has on, it makes him look bigger than he is. And the way he's hunched over and the way he's talking, he sounds like Sam. Wow. Yeah. Didn't notice that. Scene six. Now we see Peter laying in his bed upstairs. Peter says, I don't want to talk about it. In frustration, Peter gets up and jumps off his bed and walks over to sit on Greg's bed. Greg sits backwards in a chair, like Slater, (laughs) and says, Pete, you can tell me. I'm your brother. What are brothers for? Come on, what's bugging you? Peter sighs and says, well, last night I found out I I haven't got something everyone else has. Greg asks what it is. Peter goes on, it's something important. Once again, Greg asks what it is. Peter continues, something real important. Greg, frustrated, says, tell me, will you? Peter blurts out, a personality. <laughs> he should have been like, well, it starts with a P. Greg hmm. be like, what? You don't have one? Um, God. <laughs> we just talked about this. I didn't say it. <laughs> no, that was an innuendo. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Greg, frustrated, says, tell me, will you? Peter blurts out a personality. I don't have a personality. Greg looks at him like he's crazy and asks, you don't have a what? Peter adds, I'm dull. D-U-L-L. For some reason, that line made my son crack up. He thought it was the funniest shit in the world. (laughs) Greg rolls his eyes and says, oh, for crying out loud, that's stupid. (laughs) S-T-U-P-I-D. Peter argues, no, it's not. I'm so dull, I'm almost invisible. Greg laughs and says, come on, Pete, you're not dull. There's a lot of guys duller than you. Peter asks, who? Greg says, oh, there's, uh, um, I'll think of something, somebody. I, I thought it would be funny hmm. if Greg was like, um, well, you know, there's the middle sister. What's her name? <laughs> Not Marsha, not Cindy. The, the, you know, the one that wears the, the, the rodeo clothes. Who, who is that? Um, <laughs> but it was funny because Greg, it was just funny the way it came out. Greg's like, no, you're not, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, just his attitude. So you're not dull, you dumbass. <laughs> All right. Scene seven. Mike has returned from his golf game and is immediately greeted by Bobby and Cindy who rush out and meet him before he comes into the house. Mike looks at them and says, all right, all right, we'll have a fire drill. Bobby and Cindy cheer with glee, and they all go into the house. It's strange, <laughs> it's strange to me that he doesn't park 
the car in the garage yet. You know what I mean? He doesn't park yeah. it in the garage yet. He leaves the top down. <laughs> well, it's California. It only rains like what two times a year. Yeah, but he's got a jacket <laughs> on. It's not cold. So, yeah. um, and also, why doesn't he keep the golf clubs in the garage? Why is he bringing them in the house? If it was Florida, I get it, but there's not a whole lot of humidity in California. Is there? I don't think so. Um, and also, this isn't really a fire drill as much as as much as it's a running down the stairs test. <laughs> He's like, everybody gets to the top of the stairs. Okay, can I run down? Like, well, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to go over that in the next scene. But like, yeah, well, we'll talk about that next no. scene. Scene eight. A bit later, we see Mike standing at the bottom of the stairs, yelling up to everyone who are upstairs in their rooms. Okay, everybody. Ready? Yeses are heard from everyone upstairs. Mike goes on and yells, now remember... I'm going to time us. Oh, and try to act like you don't know it's coming. See? Go about your everyday business. Do what you're doing because it's got to be natural. Mike is quickly interrupted by Carol who yells down, Mike, will you blow the whistle? Mike yells, okay. And he blows the whistle. The kids and Carol come running down the stairs as Bobby's yelling, fire drill. (laughs) They all run through the living room, through the kitchen, and out of the back porch. Alice shows up with a chicken carcass in her in her hand. Carol laughs and asks Alice, "What are you doing with that?" Alice says, "Well, Mr. Brady said to carry on as uh, carry on with what we're doing." Carol says, "Oh, Alice." <laughs> Mike Mike laughs. Alice adds, "Besides, if there was a real fire, it would have been too well done in there." Mike looks at his watch and says, "Look, considering this was our first fire drill, we didn't do too badly. 21 seconds. Carol marks it how good that is, you know, because she has something to compare it to. Right. Um, Bobby says, next time the fire drill, fire drill has to be a surprise. Right, Dad? Mike says, that's what I was trying to tell you guys before. Once again, Carol interrupts and says, yes, yes. Next time we're not going to get any warning. Alice looks at her chicken and says, hear that, kid? Next time you're on your own. Mike, Carol, and Alice all walk inside. Marsha asks Greg, why didn't Peter come down? Cindy adds how that's against the rules. Greg says, Peter's down in the dumps about something. Jan asks what it is. Greg goes on, the other night at a party, some guy said that Peter, that he was dull and that he didn't have any personality. Jan asks, and he believed him? Marsha adds how silly that is. Greg says, well, that goes to show you, if you're not too careful on what you say, you could really hurt somebody's feelings. The more you know. Ding, ding, yeah, right? ding. The boys walk off, leaving the girls outside to talk. Marcia says, maybe there's a way to help Peter. Jan and Cindy ask how. Marcia calculates, well, if one person can say something to make someone feel bad, then maybe another person can say something to make them feel good. So I have a note here, but I've got a feeling you're just going to say it for me. So go ahead. Oh, Emma? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if... Carol is such a bitch. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if she was in such a hurry with the fire drill, like, like, because Mike's, because Bobby is trying to confirm with Mike, well, next time it's going to be like without warning. And she's like, yes, yes, okay, yes, yes, without warning. Okay, bitch, well, well, if you're in such a hurry, how come you came in last in the fire drill? <laughs> well, even before you were that. the last one down the stairs, and then you're the first one that wants to leave. Like, <laughs> even before that, when everybody's upstairs, and she's like, okay, now everybody yeah, pretend yeah, yeah. like, and she's like, Mike, blow the fucking whistle. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
why is she in such a hurry? Like, she have to hurry up, like, so she can go fucking sit on the fucking chair and, like, read her magazine? She probably has to get on the phone again. Martha's probably expecting her call any moment now. Yeah, right? Gosh, such a bitch. Like, Mike's trying to do this for real. And, and this fire drill, like, okay, <clears throat> like you said, this is more of a test. How quickly can you get down the stairs? But, I mean, that's their exit plan is to go down the stairs and out that door. Right. Well, what if the fire's in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, it's like if you ask my kids, I mean, except for Luke, obviously, but if you ask my kids, they, they can tell you exactly what they're supposed to do in a fire. Mm -hmm. Like they like right down to, okay, you know, what if, um, you touch your door and the door's hot, then what are you supposed to do? You know, like, and they have, I mean, right down to specific things they use in their room if they have to break their window. Like it's that specific. So I think this is important. It kind of bugged me that Carol was rushing through it. Yeah, it is important. And I remember when I was a kid and I was at my dad's for the summer, we had, it was basically, I was living the Brady Bunch, all the kids there. Um, I shared a room with my youngest sister for a couple of years. And that was Jen A. Jen A. And uh, we had a whole fire plan too. Like there was this little chair in this room and I was told that my job was to take the chair and bust the window. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to climb out of the window. Of course, we're on the second floor, and then we'd have to, like, climb down. But um, So I was all excited. Like, my job is to break the window with mm. the chair. Like, well, like, like, for instance, Caitlin knows that if her door is not hot to the touch, that she's mm. supposed to run to Jake's room and check on him. Jake knows if his door is not hot, he's supposed to run and check to Caitlin. Mm. And then... They're supposed to help each other get out of the rooms. But if they touch their door and they're hot, they're to break their own windows or open them, whichever one they can do. Yep. Um, and then get out and go to the furthest point in the backyard and wait there. If you hear from us, you know, and we're not coming to get like, don't come back in the house. Don't come looking for us. Wait there. And because somebody will arrive, the fire department, somebody's going to arrive. So mm-hmm. just wait there. Don't move. Don't worry about us. Don't worry about Luke. Don't worry about mommy, daddy. Just stay there. You know? Yeah. So. <clears throat> Anyways, pretty cool. Like in this apartment, you know, my escape plan is in this apartment. Yes. Uh, go out the front door. There it is. <laughs> it's not really much anywhere else. Well, you got windows. That's true. You got a balcony, right? Not a balcony, but a, a walkway right behind you back there through that window. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, if you see units are. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the door or a window and they all the windows open. So. Would If you had to, would you jump off that railing and jump in the grass? Well, yeah, if I had to. I dare you. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. Are you making me do it now? Do I I'll, have to? I'll give you a dollar. No, I don't want to. Not for a dollar. <clears throat> scene nine. Next, we see Peter coming home from school. We cut to Marsha and Kathy looking at it. Remember Kathy from last I week? I do remember Kathy. This is the same Kathy that was her arch rival yeah, or whatever. See, niceness really does pay because yeah. now they're friends. Now they're friends and she's hanging out. Exactly. I bet you Greg ain't hanging out with <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. Greg ain't up in his room hanging out with Warren, listening to records, is he? <laughs> but your Warren dropped her off and like, exactly. you want to come in too? And he was like, no. Like Marsha was a bitch to me, and so was Greg. Why would like, I want to? No, I got to go practice basketball instead of screwing around <laughs> my sister. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to feel like a third wheel or fourth wheel. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we get to Marsha and Kathy looking at him from the family room, and Marsha says. Here he comes. And they run to sit down on the couches. Marcia adds, just don't be too obvious, Kathy. Peter's pretty sharp. Peter comes walking in and puts his books down on the table. Both girls greet him. Marcia asks him, Pete, what's the name of that science fiction movie you were talking about? The one that's on TV this week? 
Peter says, the invasion of the potato people? Kathy asks, what's that about? Peter says, oh, it's just a dumb old science fiction movie and tries to walk off. Kathy says in a flirty way, thank you, Peter. That was very considerate. Peter stops and says, what was? I didn't do anything. Kathy goes on, you took the time to help us. She looks at Marcia and says, attractive boys aren't usually so nice. Marcia says, you're right. What's the movie about, Pete? Peter says, oh, just a drippy old scientist. Kathy lays on a thick, <laughs> lays it on thick and says, that sounds so exciting. Peter questions, exciting. Kathy says, it's the way you say it, I guess. She looks at Marcia and says, he really has such a way with words. <laughs> she looks at Peter and says, tell us more. Peter goes on. A scientist is trying to protect the earth from these terrible potato people. Kathy adds, ooh, you make it sound so scary. Marcia asks, do the potato people look like potatoes? Peter gets excited and says, yeah, they got eyes all over them. And they're trying to plant themselves in the earth and take it over. Kathy gasps and says, I could die. Looks at Marcia and says, he is too much. Peter excitedly continues. They're this icky dirt color and have all these sprouts coming out of their potato heads. Kathy once again lays it on thick and adds, I've got goosebumps the way you tell it. She once again looks at Marcia and says, Ooh, he's so forceful. What a memory. Peter continues. The best part is when the scientist hides behind a rock. Peter walks over and hides behind a chair to reenact the scene for the girls and goes on. He's trying to wipe out the potato people. He injects the ground with this secret chemical. Just then, Cindy walks into the room, not seeing Peter hiding behind the chair, and asks, Peter home from school yet? Marcia says, Cindy, and trying to point to him behind the chair. Cindy is not noticing, continues and says, Did Kathy trick him yet? Did it make him feel better? All of a sudden, Peter stands up from behind the chair and says, what do you mean, trick me? Cindy, seeing how she just fucked up, says, Sorry, Marcia. And then she runs off. Peter looks at the girls and looks embarrassed and walks out of the room. Marcia says, We were only trying to help Pete. Kathy adds, You really did make the story sound exciting. Peter just hangs his head and leaves. Hmm. What... You go first. This reminds me of a story that happened at a middle school dance where a young boy. Bruh, this story confirms your theory. But this episode. But 12, maybe 13. Mm -hmm. Sitting lonely on a bench at a school dance in the common area of John F. Kennedy Middle School in Rockledge, Florida. This is what he does at the end of the episode. And he was he was down on his luck tech. Yes, young boy. He was down. He wasn't the popular kid in the school. No. But. One girl saw him and felt bad for him and danced with him. And all the guys envied him for two minutes and 35 seconds of that song lasted. <laughs> that little boy was me. Tech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, like I wrote in here that she was in Jekyll and Hyde with David Hasselhoff, which was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, some of these shots are so damn blurry. It happens with sitcoms. You ever watch like any sitcom, like multi-camera, like sitcom, with, especially with an audience and all that? 
like if you watch Friends, for example, you'll see tons of shots are completely out of focus. Like they'll be focused on the background and the actors. And they let that shit happen. I know because because a lot of these shots are just like they're because all five cameras like running at once, you know. And when they're editing, because they don't may not notice it while they're on the set, and then they edit maybe like a week later, and they're like this shot is out of focus like but it's the only shot we have like fuck it we gotta use it you know (laughs) but also i put on here um why is she sounding so turned on by this like (laughs) it's coming across as this is really like like she finds this very arousing like peter talking about this science fiction movie um (laughs) holding back comments for listener from minnesota I don't want to single her out, make her feel bad, but I mean, she's the reason this show's not as funny anymore. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm totally joking. So if you find this episode D U L L, thanks, uh, listener in Minnesota. No, I'm 100% D's and I'm joking. No, but it's pretty fucked up. Like, it is. Yeah. So she's like, you know, like, flirting with him and making him feel totally, special. 100%, yeah. yeah. And when you're like, I, I, I imagine he's 12 or 13. To and have she's somebody like, that she's like much 15 older, yeah. or 15, and like, and she's cute, like she's yeah. super attractive, right. and and of course, his character was acting like he doesn't understand what she's doing, but I don't know, like he's like he might go up to his room and go like she wanted to fuck me, like I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. she did. Yeah, that's like somebody that's like 25 percent older than you. That's significant. That's a lot. Yeah, like you know? dude, I think she wanted me. Like yeah, yeah. She's wearing that short skirt. I mean, this is Peter talking, not me. Right, right, right. Peter talking. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. But it was just pretty messed up. And so, I mean, last week we watched Kathy. Kind of the same thing happened to her. And here she's doing it to Peter. Now. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that was kind of messed up. So, Carl. You disappoint is, me, Kathy. Yeah. Um, But also, I put, you know, imagine that Cindy opened her mouth again. What? I said, I put, oh. imagine that Cindy opened her mouth again. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> And she was like patronizing him the whole time too. Yeah. Wow, that sounds so exciting. Wow, what a memory. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the plot of a movie? Man, no wonder you I could such never do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Scene 10. All right, take a deep breath. Yeah. Upstairs, Peter walks into the room and shuts the door. Still sulking, he looks into the mirror and says, Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the dullest one of all? And then points to himself with his finger. Like, hmm. why would you not point to yourself with your thumb? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but he goes like this. That's so awkward. Like anybody listening to this, like take your index finger on your right hand and tap your chest. See how awkward that is. But if you do it with your thumb, just give yourself like a thumbs up. And it's so much easier to point to yourself. I can't believe you're having an issue with this. That's such an awkward way to do it. It looks like he's sewing, like he's having to like break his wrist and turn around. <laughs> it's like a chicken wing coming out when he does it. It's so weird. Just use your thumb. Why does he keep calling me a chicken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just watched that episode the other night. That's <laughs> funny. Scene 11. Down in the living room, Mike and Carol are playing Scrabble. Just then the phone rings. Carol answers. Hello? Yes, he is. May I tell Peter who's calling? Oh, sure, Peggy. Hold on a minute. She puts the phone down and Mike yells for Peter to come down. And I like how he has to yell twice. That's a nice touch. It is a nice touch. Yeah. And watching that scene where he yells up for Peter and then he waits and he yells louder. Yeah. And then he comes down the stairs and he goes, Peter, phone, telephone for you. 
Like that was so natural. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was done so well. Because he goes, he yells, Peter. And he goes back to his newspaper and he pauses and he looks up the stairs for a second. Peter. Peter. And he yells louder. I'm like, that's, that's cool. That's exactly how a dad would do it. Yeah. And just the way he tells him, like telephone, I don't know, just the way his delivery on that and one like, line. And again, not, not trying to be funny at all. No. Um, but Robert Reed himself, I don't think he ever had kids. I'm pretty sure he didn't have kids. I don't think he did, no. He obviously wasn't, he didn't have a wife, you know? Um, yeah. And so for him to be able to just act that naturally in a father role, it's that, that much more of a testament to his, his acting ability. So, From what I read in stories and stuff, like, yes, he thought of these kids as his kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard they bought them all presents, took them on vacation Yeah, and stuff. yeah, took yeah, them yeah. on trips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. But he only took the boys, which I thought was weird. No, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm just kidding. All right. So anyway, uh, Peter comes down. And he goes, telephone for you. It's Peggy. So Peter picks up the phone. If you didn't catch that, it was Peter picks up the phone. Peter pipes up. <laughs> yeah. He goes, hi, Peggy. When's the party? Wait a minute. Let me check. As he just puts the phone in his other hand and waits a few seconds. Mike and Carol just look at him and then at each other. Peter picks the phone back up and says, sorry, I'm doing something that night. Thanks anyway. Bye. <laughs> and he hangs up. Carol asks, Peter, why did you do that? Peter says, how would you like to be the fourth guy asked to the party? Mike says, what's the difference that it's the first or fourth or whatever? Peter goes on, I don't care if I go or not. I'm just plain dull at parties. Carol sighs and says, Peter, if you were as dull as you think you are, would anybody invite you to a party? Peter says, I don't think I'm dull. I know I'm dull. Carol hits him with the truth and says, I think you've just decided to feel sorry for yourself and enjoy it. Mike shakes his head and says, I'm disappointed in you. You're quitting. That's not how you cope with problems. Stop moping around. If you don't like your personality, improve it. Change it. That's right. Get out there and you find that fucking dog. (laughs) (laughs) How does he know he was the fourth one asked? Like, I'm Uh, just glad. I've already talked to three others before you. Well, she may have said something like, yeah, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so are coming. Yeah, I already oh, talked so you're to... Oh, so I'm the fourth one you asked. Yeah, I already talked to John, Bobby, and Susie Q. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What is what is up with the shadow on Mike and Carol's face? It's know. like they have really direct light coming from the direction of Peter. And every time P- when Peter leans over to hang up the receiver on the phone, you can clear... There's a horrible shadow that comes across Mike and Carol. Hmm. It's like they have no fill light above Mike and Carol at all. Wow. Um, that kind of irritated me. Um, also, great parenting advice. If you're dull, be somebody different, you know, because the real you. Well, they didn't say be somebody different. They said, if you don't like your personality, change it. Right. So change yourself. <laughs> if if your friends don't like you, just change yourself. That's No, that's I said if do. you don't like your personality. Yeah, but he already, he already got done saying that it's because his friends didn't like him. So hmm. instead of saying, well, fuck your friends, who cares what they think? You can always be different. <laughs> well, <laughs> life serves you a lemon, just, you know, be different. I think it's weird. It's like, if you don't like your personality, like, what is a personality? Like, that's not something you can change. Right. Is it? No. Like, it should have been more like, if you're not fun at parties, then yeah. work on being fun at parties. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, stop being a fucking Debbie Downer and being, yeah. you know, being depressed and shit. I don't know. Scene 12, back upstairs in the bedroom. Peter looks in the mirror some more 
and thinks about what Mike had just told him. Peter finally says, Dad's right. But change into what? Peter shrugs and walks away from the mirror and turns on the TV to an old movie and watches. I believe we have an audio sample of that movie. Let's play it now. Ah, do you really think so, Claret? Now, Donald, don't be modest. You're so fascinating, it's impossible to resist you. No, but I am what you compel me to be, my darling. <laughs> you do love to toy with people, don't you? Kiss me, you suave, hypnotic charmer. Peter then walks over to the mirror and quotes the line. I don't even know how to say this with a British accent. You suave, hypnotic charmer. You suave, hypnotic charmer. That still sounds Louisiana. It doesn't sound British. But okay. Basically, you think of that with a British accent. Um, did 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 kids really think this shit was cool back then? Like this weren't cool. This movie. Well, I think it's a fake movie, but yeah, like this was the seventies. Weren't they watching? You know, Cowboys movies. Well, I mean, no, weren't they watching like I don't know, like John Wayne movies and you know old westerns? And weren't they watching like, um, what was that guy's name? Um, Bullet. You know, stuff like that. I mean. I guess. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. All right. So this is where we take our next break. Oh, goody, goody gumdrops. So Peter, I haven't heard that since I was a kid. So Peter is upset because someone told him he didn't have a personality. After moping around about it for a few days, Mike finally tells him to stop being a whiny little girl. And if he doesn't like his personality to change it. So Peter is off to do just that. <laughs> What? It still cracks me up because Peter's like, people at school say I have a dull personality. Well, you, this whole shit is what you're doing is dull. So can you just be different? Like, like you're getting on our nerves. Just be different. Be different. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. fan of movies or comics or video games or just anything else nerdy well you should check out the zing Zing this podcast Podcast. and that's spelled z-e-n-g this and we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies as well as video game discussions Mm mm-hmm Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie? Well, Podbean, of course. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Podcasts. Yeah. So check us out. Once again, that is Zing, Zing this. this. And we are back. Yay. So, Jimmy, in the beginning of this episode, we talked about the famous quoted line in this episode, which we haven't got yes. to yet. Yes. Um, and then it said is the, quote, third most quoted line. And I tried to look up to find out what the other two were, and I couldn't find it. But it did happen upon okay. a nice uh, quotes, a bunch of quotes from the show. And this one specifically was the sassy quotes from the women of the bunch okay so i thought it'd be a fun little game for you to play is i have five quotes here that i'm gonna read okay and you have to tell me 
which female in the house said this quote. Okay. So with that, we are including Marsha, Jan, Cindy, Alice, and Carol. Okay. Okay. So here we go. A couple of these would be kind of easy for you, but here we go. Quote number one. You shouldn't put down a loser, Cindy, because you might be one yourself someday. Just remember that. Who said this quote? Um, it sounds like the kind of bitch thing that Carol would say, but I'm going to guess Marsha. Final answer? Yep. Incorrect. It was Carol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking bitch yeah. thing to say. It is, yeah. Okay. Quote number two. If there's anything I can't stand, it's a perfect kid. Who said this quote? Huh. If there's anything I can't stand, it's a perfect kid. To me, that sounds like something Alice would say. Final answer? Yep. You are correct. Boom. <clears throat> quote number three. Jan, if boys don't find you attractive, don't blame me. That's Marsha. said this quote? That's a bitch thing that Marsha would say. You are correct. Oh, Marsha yeah. said it. Quote number four. You just don't want to be seen with a girl who has braces like I do now. I hate you, Alan Anthony. I hate everybody. Who said this quote? Marsha. Because then she went up in her room and she wished she was a dinosaur. Marsha is correct. Ah. And the last one, quote number five. Glasses. Oh, no. Mom, not glasses. They'll make me look absolutely positively goofy. Who said this quote? I think Jan, because I think Jan's the only one that said absolute positive. I think she she's the only one that's talked like that. It's a Jan line now. You are correct. Boom. So you got four out of five. Huh? Better Not than I ever did in school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's from Biloxi Blues. Yep. Yeah. So it was a fun little quote thing. Yeah. I wish I could find more, but it was kind of dull. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be saying it through the whole episode. <laughs> oh, boy. So when we left off, Peter is trying to find a new personality. Okay. He watches a movie and hopes to find one that suits him best. Huh. Okay. Let's get back into it. Okay. Scene 13. Next, we see Mike standing at the bottom of the stairs with whistle in hand. All of a sudden, Bobby comes by and looks at him as he's heading upstairs. Mike says quietly, go on upstairs. Nobody's supposed to know. Bobby whispers, it's a surprise fire drill, right? <laughs> Mike whispers back, yes, it's a surprise fire drill. Like, go on upstairs and pretend you don't know. Bobby runs up the stairs. As soon as he's gone, Mike is about to blow the whistle until he notices Alice leaning against the wall. And she says, I love surprises too. Mike rolls his eyes and blows the whistle. The kids and Carol all come running down the stairs and through the kitchen and out the door. As soon as they arrive to the back porch, they notice Peter isn't there yet. Carol asks where he is. From the other side of the yard comes Peter. He is dressed in a nice button-up coat, slacks, and ascot. He holds an umbrella over his shoulder like a rifle. He walks up very proudly and says, Top of the day, old chaps. The family looks at him awkwardly and Cindy asks, What's the umbrella for? Bobby comments how there isn't even any clouds. Greg then asks, Peter, what's the joke? Peter defensively says, joke? It's my new personality. Don't you like it? They all start to giggle. 
Carol tries to reason with Peter, but he responds with, yeah, okay. And he hangs his head and walks away. Hmm. Huh. Poor little Peter. <laughs> Poor Peter. Uh-huh. He tried to pipe up. Um, I love how Carol's mullet got there last. <laughs> she arrived a few seconds before it. Yeah, and that mullet just flapping in the breeze. <laughs> Slowing her uh, down, drafting behind yeah. her. <laughs> it's like a spoiler. I bet her heels got good traction. <laughs> We're not supposed to be talking about body parts. That's true, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so did you notice the weird shot? Like, so the camera was like right next to the stairs, right. and then it turned. And then you could see like straight through the kitchen, which made me discover something that I didn't know this before. This was all one set. No, no, no. That's obvious. You can just tell. But like, I thought that the sliding glass door to the kitchen was kind of tilted a little. That's what I thought too. But it's not. It was like perfectly straight with the rest of the house. Huh. And I was like, huh. And we never get to see that shot before. Right, right, right. That's kind of neat. Huh. Okay. There you go, another long one. Uh, scene 14. Peter is now back in his room watching old movies. I shouldn't be here with you, yet here I am. Say something, Joe. Look, sweetheart, don't tell me when to say something. Joe, I didn't mean... That's all right, sweetheart. Just shut up and kiss me. <laughs> You want me, sweetheart? Just whistle. Peter goes over to the mirror and imitates Humphrey Bogart. What does he say? No, I can't remember. remember. It's not in the notes. Sorry. I don't think he said anything if he was just doing the lip and... Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So in this shot, did you see the toddler golf set sitting in the room? No, I didn't even check. I didn't pay attention. It's against the wood panel wall right next mm. to the front door or the door so oh yeah i have i've seen that in the past episodes yeah yeah i, I, remember, I brought yeah, it up yeah. like uh, several weeks ago yeah yeah scene 15 a few moments later peter comes down into the kitchen preparing his humphrey bogart personality Uh-oh. he walks over to carol and alice who are preparing dinner peter says in a humphrey bogart voice hey mom alice what's for dinner Carol looks at him weird and replies, pork chops? Peter says, pork chops, eh? He looks at Alice and asks, what else? Alice, also confused, and says, applesauce? Peter responds with, pork chops and applesauce. Gee, that's swell. Carol looks at Peter and asks, have you got something stuck in your teeth? (laughs) What a bitch. Peter continues the impression. Why do you say that? Just then we hear Mike holler as he comes home. Carol leaves and can barely keep her composure. I don't know if you notice it, but she starts laughing as soon as she turns around. Yeah, that's because she's a bitch. Yeah. Like she like he, she knows he's doing an impression. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. she's like, oh, do you have something in your teeth? Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Because she just explains to Mike. Yeah. She knew what the fuck's going on. Yeah. But no, she wanted to like make him feel stupid. <sighs> anyway. Him, she probably made him feel dull. <laughs> <laughs> Peter looks at Alice and says... You say we're having pork chops and apple shosh? Alice joins in on the oppression and says, yeah. Peter adds, that's swell. Hmm. (laughs) 
That's all they're having, huh? Pork chops and applesauce, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's so weird you, to me. Do you know what applesauce, why they serve applesauce with pork chops? That's pretty common. Yeah. It's the meat indicator. So hmm? every meat has its own thing. Not so much like... You mean like barbecue sauce? <laughs> like with beef, sometimes horseradish is served with beef. Oh, yeah? That's the meat indicator like side. With pork chops, it's like applesauce. And this is stuff you learn in doing culinary crap. And Why do you need to indicate where the meat is? You can tell by looking at your plate where the meat is. <laughs> it's just like the, it's like the meat. It goes, they go well together. So okay. you like when you serve pork chops, you should also serve a little applesauce with it. And if you serve right. like like some sort of beef, sometimes you have like a little horseradish with it as well. So it's like, hmm. okay, anyway. yeah. Yeah, I've already said before that um, Christopher Knight uses this hashtag all the time. Yeah, um, but also like with the with Christopher Knight as the actor in the scene. Yeah, I kind of admire his commitment. Like he really balls out, went for it. Like he, yeah, yeah. He didn't look like he was going to crack up. No, no, he didn't look like he was embarrassed either. He looked like yeah. he was. He was because he was fucking nailing it. Right. (laughs) Scene 16 in the living room. Carol greets Mike as he comes in. Mike asks, what's for dinner? Carol jumps into an impression and says, pork chops and apple sauce. I suck at that, but that's (laughs) good. good. Mike stops leafing through the mail (laughs) and looks, (laughs) looks at her like she's nuts and says, huh? Carol repeats pork chops and uh, apple sauce. Isn't that swell? Mike says, I think you need a vacation. <laughs> Carol asks, guess who's coming to dinner? Mike says, a psychiatrist, I hope. <laughs> which I thought that line was pretty funny. <laughs> Partially because he laughed at his own line, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Carol says, nope. I think it's Humphrey Bogart. As she points to the kitchen. It's funny. Didn't say, I think Peter has something stuck in his teeth. She <laughs> right. said, it's Humphrey Bogart. She made a cute <laughs> little joke about her son. That's it's normal. Hmm. Just then, Peter preps his impression, I mean, uh, new personality, as he walks right. into the living room. Peter walks up to Mike, still in character, says, hi, Dad. <laughs> Mike laughs and says, hello, Peter. Peter says, we're having pork chops and applesauce. <laughs> Mike laughs and says, hey, that's pretty good. Of course, there's only one Humphrey Bogart. Doubt there'll ever be another one. Peter pipes up and says, You're welcome. What? Peter pipes up. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, Peter Peter pipes up and says, You don't like this personality either? Carol says, Well, that's the trouble, Peter. It's not your personality. It's Humphrey Bogart's old one. Peter said, All the great personalities belong to somebody else. Mike says, Well, why don't you stop trying to do other people's personalities and try to develop your own? Peter says that it's not going to be easy and walks upstairs. Carol looks at Mike and says, I hope there's not an old Dracula movie on tonight. Mike jumps into a Bella Lugosi character with Dracula. With Dracula? Uh, I don't know. Mike jumps into a Bella Lugosi character like Dracula, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> and says, why? You don't like Dracula? <laughs> Let me kiss your lily white neck. And he reaches down to kiss her neck, and Carol giggles. <laughs> um, I, um, first off, Carol's such a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I mean, just tell Mike what the fuck is going on. Like, 
I mean, her son is having an identity crisis and she's like making fucking <laughs> cutesy little jokes about it. Um, also, I love how, um, like you had pointed out, I love how Carol just straight up laughs at Peter. Like she's totally like fucking making fun <laughs> right. of um, The psychiatrist line I talked about. Um, the I thought the, the Dracula impression was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> not, seen not Mike Mike's, do it. me. Oh. Like, <laughs> no, fuck Mike. Who cares about Mike? No. We've seen Mike do a couple impressions here <laughs> yeah. and there. Um, well, he probably knew some. He probably worked with some of these people. I imagine, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That I Bela Lugosi. I don't know how old that Bela Lugosi is. I think this movie's made like in the '30s or something. Yeah, but I mean, he's still old school Hollywood. Yeah, Mike was Mike was what, in his '30s in the '70s, so he's fifty. He was born like in 1940s or '50s. Yeah, I don't know. Mike's reaction to Peter's impression. I thought it was spot on. Like, that's how I would react too. Because I was like, I hope he says something like, oh, that's a pretty good impression. Mm. And he did. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful because that's how you should react to it. Oh, that's a pretty good impression. Well, who else can you do? And, like, yeah, yeah. you know, not like, oh, is this your new personality? Or what are you doing? You're acting weird. Is your teeth okay? Yeah. Like, ugh, fucking. Yeah, yeah. They, it's almost like they discover their son is decent at doing impressions. So they ridicule and make fun of him when he's trying to find something interesting to do at parties. <laughs> Hmm, that's kind of funny how that's Carol just like completely like shames him where Mike is, seems a little encouraging he's like oh that's pretty good exactly yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome my on a, on a little side note a little tangent yep um, my brother who passed away um, used to tell me this story my mom told me the same story and I'm assuming it's true I have no reason to believe it's not but apparently when the Brady Bunch first came on my brother um, Rick immediately took a liking to to um the father on there yeah just thought like he was the coolest guy in the world right yeah and apparently when at that time my family lived in rhode island mm-hmm. and apparently um there was some kind of like car accident or something close to where the kids were playing and they thought my brother rick had got hurt and so the guy that was driving the car got out and had picked him up and was carrying him home to make sure he was okay okay and apparently it was uh, robert reed the guy from the brady bunch robert reed Picked up Rick. Yeah, and brought him home after a car accident. Okay. That happened right near where a they were. A couple of things I want to mention about mm-hmm. this. First of all, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going. Yes. Uh let's see. Okay, we're going on like 34 years. Yes. <laughs> we know when you and it's kind of fun that we still have stories to tell, yeah, which yeah. I bring this up all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. But yet we've been doing this podcast for a while. Right. And yeah, you've never mentioned, first of all, just the story in general. Specifically about, we talk about the Brady Bunch weekly, mm-hmm. sometimes more than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, twice today alone. Yeah. And yeah. yet you've never told me that your brother was picked up by Robert Reed. I mean, that literally, not like. I thought it would be dull. <laughs> you. Oh, Alice. No, it just it just popped into my head, to be honest with you. <laughs> Well, that's kind of neat. So your mom confirmed the story as well? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't really believe everything Rick told you. Well, because, yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> my mom told it slightly different. She said that. Um, <laughs> it was just the neighbor guys. <laughs> she said that they were like playing on the sidewalk slash, you know, yards or whatever. And um, there was some kind of car accident. He uh, slid on something or whatever and, and hit something. Um, and they thought Rick had got hit by a car. And um hmm. So when the guy picked up Rick and brought him home, Rick was um, wearing his hat. He had taken the hat off his head and was wearing his hat. 
And so <laughs> not only was he being carried by him, but he was he had his hat on too. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. Scene 17. Later that night, Mike and Carol are in the den, and Mike is showing Carol his newest design. Carol says she likes it. I think specifically she says it's very attractive. Just then, a knock at the door, and it's Peter wanting to come in and talk to them. Mike invites him in, and Peter says, I was thinking, I was just wondering, would you like to hear a joke? They both agree to it, and Peter says, it's probably not too funny. Carol suggests that he tries and sees. He's used to his mom being a bitch. (laughs) He's probably not going to lie. He's probably going to try to tell me to stop or change my personality. Peter continues and says, you don't have to laugh if you don't feel like it. Mike gets serious and says, why don't you let us be the judge and let's hear it. Peter says, you know why horses can't go to college? No. Why, Tack? (laughs) Because they can't finish high school. (laughs) Carol laughs and asks where he heard it. Peter says, I got it out of a joke book I bought. Mike says that it's pretty (laughs) good and asks if he has another one. Peter says, yeah. If teachers are so smart, how come they're still in school? (laughs) And they both laugh. Just then, Alice comes in with a pot of coffee and asks if they want refills. And she asks what's so funny. Peter says, you are stupid maid. You'll be lonely spinster and cleaning up our shit until the day you die. <sighs> she, he didn't really say that. That's something Carol would say anyways. <laughs> now, Carol tells Alice why pointing at Peter. Oh, um, Peter is telling us some really good jokes. Alice gets the hint and says that she'd love to hear one. Peter says, well, these two guys meet on a corner. One guy says to the other, my brother just got a job making switches for an electric company. And the other guy says, is it steady work? And the first guy says, no, it's just off and on. <laughs> and Alice overly laughs at the joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, also behind him, behind him, Carol's looking like pointing at him, yeah, like yeah. nodding her head. Hey, bitch, why are you doing that? Just let him bomb the joke if it's not a funny joke. Like, <laughs> no. What's fucked up is that Alice has to walk around and serve coffee, too? Like, that's part of her job? Well, she's a lonely spinster, and she'll be there until the day she dies, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if she has free time, like, and when you have free time, like, in between the laundry and the kitchen, you, I need you to walk around with the pot of coffee and find us. And maybe we want to refill, maybe we don't. I mean, plus, like, apparently Peter's not just dull, but he's kind of dense, too, because he can't see that they're totally 100% patronizing him. Like, he can't see that? Yeah, it's pretty clear. (sighs) Scene 18. (laughs) Later, we see Peter, Bobby, and Greg sitting at the kitchen table. Alice is standing behind Peter to cue the boys into laughing at the joke Peter's about to tell. Peter says, so what's gray and stamps out jungle fires? Greg says he doesn't know. Peter says, Smokey the Elephant. (laughs) Alice overly laughs and cues the boys to do the same. They eventually get the hint and overly laugh as well. (sighs) Some of these jokes don't make any sense. Like they're not only are they not funny, they don't make sense. It's this one, that one's more of like an anti joke. I guess. I mean, I know who Smokey the Bear is, but Right. Yeah, um, that's just kind of stupid. Scene 19. Now Peter is upstairs in the girls' room. Get ready, girls. Oh, shit. And he's about to tell another knee slapper to the girls. Of course, Greg is behind him to cue them to laugh. Mm-hmm. Peter says, what do you get 
when he crossed a parrot with a tiger? Marcia says, I don't know. What do you get when you cross a parrot with a tiger? Peter says, I don't know either, but when it talks, you better listen. <laughs> Greg begins to overly laugh and tells the girls to laugh too. They all laugh uncontrollably at his joke. Wow. Did I ever tell you the first joke I ever that my brother Rick ever taught me? Oh, God. And remember, this is like we have disclaimers in the show for a reason. Yeah. Um, I learned this joke when I was like four, maybe five. I, I know I hadn't started kindergarten yet. Okay. There's, okay. These, there's these three guys walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And one of them, they're like in a gang. And one of them's like the leader, right? Okay. So they're walking and the leader spots this, what looks like a pile of dog shit on the ground. Yeah. And he's like, that looks like dog shit. So he tells the other guy, he's like, hey, number one, go over there and, and smell that and see if that's dog shit. So he goes over and smells it. And he's like, yeah, boss, it smells like dog shit. <laughs> so he tells the other guy, okay, I need you to go over there and taste it and see if that's dog shit. So he goes there and puts his finger, puts his mouth, like, yeah, boss, that's dog shit. And the boss hmm. goes, huh, good thing we didn't step in it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a joke for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard this. Oh. That was so dumb. So I used to have a friend that was from Czech Republic. <laughs> oh, there's more. Okay. This is not part of the joke. Okay. This is a setup. So I used to have a friend from the Czech Republic and his name was Mike. Yeah. And we used to talk a lot because we used to work the overnight shift at Ron John's together. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Mike it, did he spell, he spelled his name with a Y, right? M-Y-K-E or something like that? No, this is very okay. good. Um, I'm friends with him on Facebook. We chit chat every once in a while still. It's tons of dorms. Uh, anyway. Uh, so we were talking one night and, uh, I was like, so do you have any jokes? Like, so, and he was like, yeah, but that don't know if it'll translate well. And I'm like, is that how we really talk? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I'm like, we'll try it. And he's like, okay. And he goes, first of all, what's it called when you are like, you know, you're holding muscles and you're, you know, I was like, like being buff. And he goes, okay. <laughs> so he's like. So there's this squirrel in a tree and he is sitting out on the branch and he is buffing up in the branch. And I'm like, well, it's fine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so he is buffing on the branch and then a raccoon goes by and he goes, what are you doing in the tree? He's like, I am buffing in the tree. Why don't you come up here and buff with me? So the raccoon goes up the tree and is on the branch and they are buffing together. Next there is a dog going by and he goes, squirrel and raccoon, what are you doing in the tree? So we are buffing in the tree. You should come up and buff with me. So the dog climbs the tree and gets on the branch with the squirrel and raccoon. And then a bear comes by and bear is like, squirrel, raccoon, dog, what are you doing in the tree? And he said, we are buffing. You should come up here and buff with me right at this point i have the same face as you yeah. going okay <laughs> so the bear says okay so the bear climbs the tree walks out on the branch and the branch breaks and they all fall to the ground a bird flies by and says why are you are buffing when you can fly oh good yeah i was like yeah that doesn't translate <laughs> i guess i didn't think so Okay. All right. All right. So take that one back. 
and uh, go tell your friends. There you go. Okay. I think mine was <laughs> you funnier. You are That's welcome. Okay. Mine, mine was funnier. Yeah, that joke doesn't translate from uh, no, Czech to English. So. No, it <laughs> and I told him I was just, I had the same reaction as you. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't translate well. And he goes, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I was like, but I kind of, it's kind of funny. I think it sounds like it could be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe try it and check. Will I get it there? <laughs> well, I mean, almost like the bird's like dumb, like doesn't realize that not all animals can fly. Like, why would you stand in there flexing when you could be flying? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But you should have said flexing instead of buff. <laughs> I mean, I just was trying to understand what he was trying to get at and right. he just used it as a verb. And I was like, well, can it's we, fine. I know what you mean. Go can, ahead. Can, can we get him to record that joke? <laughs> You said your friends on my Facebook, right? Maybe. You said your friends on my Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't talked so, to them in a while, but I'd be like, "Hey, can you record that joke?" So, like, I think you should message them on Facebook and be like, "Can you selfie style video and tell me that joke, the squirrel joke that you told me at Ron John's?" Because we want to use it on our podcast. He probably would. What would be better, honestly? What would be better is if he told it in Czech. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That would be awesome. So that's that's text homework. Oh, okay. Scene. Maybe Mike listens to the show. I don't know. Maybe Maybe it is. Mike, do that. Scene 20. Later in the master bedroom, we see Mike and Carol getting ready for bed. Mike asks how the safety campaign is coming along, and Carol says how they must be the safest house in the country. Carol adds, the only thing left are seatbelts for the dining room chairs. Mm -hmm. Mike laughs and says, don't give that idea to the kids. Just then, a knock on the door. Peter enters and says, can I talk to you for a minute? Can I have a party? Mike says, a party? Okay, it's all right with me. If it's all right with your mom. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) He's like, yep, I'm totally cool with it. Carol, and make her the dick. (laughs) (laughs) Carol says that she doesn't mind. Peter continues, thanks. I just want to tell a few jokes and show everybody my new personality. Mike smiles and says, You're coming out of your shell. That's good. Peter adds, well, now I've got this great new personality. Why should I waste on just the family? Damn. (laughs) And then Peter exits the room. Carol, negative Nellie Brady, rolls her eyes and says, you know, Mike, I think Peter's jokes are kind of cute. Mm. But maybe the kids he invites to the party won't. Mike says, well, kids usually like those kind of jokes. Besides, he's finally enthusiastic about something that's important carol shrugs and says well i guess you're right who knows maybe that's how bob hope got started they both laugh <laughs> what is up with carol always on the boys his jokes are stupid and his friends will laugh at him what a isn't bitch it, isn't that the point of a joke laugh at him not well, with yeah, him you know, i knew you got comments about it too yeah go ahead i'll let you go first i just said it oh that's right <laughs> Um, yeah, when she was telling us, when she was like, you know, the jokes are kind of cute. What's thought in my head was, bitch, you're the one fucking laughing at it. Yeah. You're the one <laughs> making everybody in the house laugh at it. Yeah. And then you're talking about, I mean, they're kind of cute. Then what the fuck are you laughing at so hard for? <sighs> um, and then she got Alice to laugh at it and fucking mullet bitch. So <sighs> I can't stand Carol. God, I can't stand. Carol. Right, let's kill the negativity. Cause in right. scene 21, it's party time. It is party time. Excellent. There are kids all around the living room eating food and drinking punch. And of course, dressed in suits in the shortest of dresses. Mm-hmm. Alice, of course, has to work the party, brings out more food for the kids. 
She even goes around to fill drinks for the kids. Mm -hmm. We see Bobby and Cindy upstairs spying around the corner down at the party. Peter pipes up and announces, Hey, everybody, want to hear a joke? All the kids gather around Peter as he tells his joke. Okay, this man walks into a restaurant and he says to the waiter, Do you serve crabs? And the waiter says, And just then, some random dickhead boy in a blue suit says, Sit down, we serve anyone. And all the kids laugh as Dickhead tells the punchline. Peter doesn't look happy. Mm -mm. We quickly cut to Mike, Carol, and Alice in the kitchen overhearing the laughter from the living room. And Carol says, hey, listen, he's really killing him. Mike says, my son, the comedian. Back in the living room, Peter says, I guess you all heard that one. Well, how about this one? This lady goes to a doctor and she says, Doctor, when I get well, will I be able to play the violin? And the doctor says, Of course. And the lady says, And then dickhead number two interrupts and says, Great, because I never played it before. And all the kids laugh hysterically at the punchline told by Dickless and not Peter. Mm. Was Alice serving champagne to the kids? To me, it looked like seltzer water. I guess. That's what it looked like to me. Um, <laughs> all the fucking suits. <laughs> like, the girls are wearing basically oversized blouses with no pants. <laughs> and then all the boys are wearing fucking suits. Like in these big ass ties with oversized Windsor knots. Like just, they look like, yeah. like a, like weatherman from the sixties. <laughs> like Or the seventies. Yeah. They look terrible. Anyways, scene 22 back in the kitchen, Mike, Carol and Alice hear more laughter. Coming from the living room. They all smile. Carol says, I was right. Another Bob Hope. I was right. He would get so many laughs and his jokes would do so good. Everybody think they're hilarious. I was right. You were wrong. I was, I was right. Mike, I bet you were not. Just then, Peter comes walking in carrying an empty plate. Alice says, sounds like everyone's having a ball. Peter says, yeah, some ball. Mike turns around and asks, what's the matter? We hear everyone laughing. Peter continues, sure. Every time I tell a joke, someone else tells a punchline. Peter then exits with more food for the table. Mike, Carol, and Alice look sad for Peter. What a bitch taking credit for this shit. And like, she's like, I told you. I told you. Being in the and like, and she was wrong again because the kids were liking the jokes. Yeah, they, they were, were loving yeah. them. Yeah. But anyway, She straight up thought the joke sucked. Yeah. So she was wrong on two counts. But anyways. Scene 23. Back in the party, Peter drops the plate of food at the table and then walks over to sulk on the steps. Here we go, Jimmy. Well, yeah, that shit works. (laughs) Just then, a girl walks over and asks, what's what's the matter, Peter? Peter (laughs) says, nothing. She continues. Then why are you sitting by yourself? That's what you did at Jane's party last week. (laughs) <laughs> she was a terrible actress. She was cute, though. So She went on to do more things. Oh, I yeah. hope she got better. Peter says, I don't want to ruin everybody's fun. I'm too dull. The girl sits next to Peter on the steps and goes on. You're not dull. I think you're very nice. Peter looks at her and says, you're just saying that. She goes on. No, I'm not. If you don't believe me, ask somebody else. She looks over and says, Hey, Judy, come here. An old woman walks over. <laughs> Judy comes over and asks, what's up? 
First girl says, Peter thinks he's dull. Judy sits next to him on the steps and says, Peter, dull? That's silly. Next, a third girl walks over and asks what's going on. Judy tells her, Peter says he's dull. Isn't that ridiculous? The third girl says, it sure is. <laughs> Those girls are terrible. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but they were you know, all attractive girls. And, you you know, know how they say, I think all kids act like that. What? Because I think all all kids have that same tone when they act. Oh, okay. Because another movie they did, hey, everybody, look, Billy wet his pants. Like, it's the <laughs> same tone. Like, it's the same exact delivery. So I think kid, that's just how kid actors. Or like, now he's weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of funny how that works. Um, and plus, Wyatt, I put, we don't know who's listening. Plus, I put down, it's it's got to be the suit. <laughs> It's got to be that soon. He's the man. Scene 24. We quickly cut to Mike and Carol. And Carol says, poor Peter. He must be miserable in there. She's wrong again. Alice looks out to the living room and sees Peter surrounded on the steps by five girls. Damn. No, five young women. Ooh. Alice says, if Peter's miserable, then that is the only way to be miserable. Carol, Carol, Alice knows what's up. Right? Mike and Carol get up to look. They look out and see Peter with five young women all laughing. As Peter is talking, mm. Mike smiles and says, he's got a harem. Right? Did you see, is it just me or did you see Alice bite her lip when she was looking at her? I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought. I think she grabbed Carol's arm and she was like, oh <laughs> Um... <laughs> Yeah, I put it. That's one of my notes. Is Alice, Alice is that. jealous. You can tell that. Alice is jealous. She's like, wow. Damn. Look at all them short skirts. Yeah, exactly. Scene 25. Just then, Cindy and Bobby blow the whistle for a fire drill. Really? They come running down the stairs, and all the party kids run out through the kitchen to the back porch, leaving Peter behind. Mike and Carol walk over to Peter. Peter says, What a dumb time for a fire drill. Just when I was having fun with my five guests. Carol says, you had 11 guests, Peter. Peter says, five. Who counts boys? And he walks off to join them outside. Mike laughs and says, he's a chip off the old block. Carol says, oh, yeah? Since when? And then shoves Mike to the back porch. <laughs> I put on the Carol's like, aren't you gay? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just say it's a dick move to do a fire drill. Yeah, I, I put that same note on there. I was like, why is why is Bobby such a cock block? Yeah, like I would think that Mike would come out and be like, no, fuck, go, no, no, yeah. go. Like no although, fire drill. Although you can look at it from a different perspective. Like, hmm, two of the youngest kids in the house are purposely told they can't come down to this party. <laughs> you can give them a whistle and a and a fire drill thing. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, so. you ain't going to invite me to your party? Then guess what? We're going to have a fucking surprise fire drill. How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about that? Then why are you going to be a cock plug? Why can't you invite me to your party? <laughs> it's two-way street, Dutch door action, right? <laughs> <laughs> Scene 26. Now we see Peter, Mike, and Carol cleaning up after the party. Peter pipes up and says, I was right all along. I am dull. Mike sighs and says, oh, don't start that again. Peter goes on, oh, I don't mind. I like it. It's great. My personality is making me very popular. Girls love a dull guy. Carol says, you don't say. Peter goes on, sure. 
They ha- they all hang around you and try to convince you that you're not dull. I'm the first guy invited to three parties next week. He walks off to he walks off to the kitchen. Carol says to Mike, "Oh, it looks like dull is in this year. Why don't you change your personality, dear?" Mike gets into Humphrey Bogart character and says, "If you say so, sweetheart." Carol goes along with the impression, saying, "How about some pork chops?" <laughs> and Apple thought she sucks at it. By the way, she's terrible. She's by far the worst one that does it. When she says it, you can't even understand what the fuck she's saying. Anyways, Mike continues on and says, "I'd rather have a, I'd rather have kiss." Or how are you doing? Carol says, "Oh, first time I've ever kissed Humphrey Bogart." And then they kiss. Freeze frame. They did do a freeze frame. <laughs> um. And I put on there, just like the Kennedy Middle School dance and Aaron. Hmm. Aaron? It's a girl I dance with. Oh. Yep. Otherwise known as Owl from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Pooh. Yes. Well, that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. All right. Yes. So pork chops and apple shots. Yeah. It's good. Good, yeah. good, good. She. All right, Jimmy. So now it's time for me to read another listener email. Uh, these always give me anxiety. I know they do. <laughs> I know, but let's, uh, here we go. This one is, I don't remember if he said I can say his name. We'll just call him Jay okay. from Tennessee. Okay. My brother lives in Tennessee. Maybe they, maybe it's my brother. Hey, Jay, do you, do you know, do, which brother? Ken. Oh yeah, Ken. Do you do you know Ken? Does he say what part of Tennessee by chance? No. Well, if you ever go to Clarksville, Jay, um, there's a place called um, Midway, Midway Pizza. So stop by there, and uh, that's my brother. Tell him that uh, Jimmy sent you. Right. You won't get anything unless you pay for it. But <laughs> you can say that if you want. Anyway, Jay says, "Hey, I really love your new Brady Bunch podcast." I'm an ardent Brady Bunch fan. I've been rewatching a lot of them over quarantine. Nice. I love more than anything to do a podcast with you. Maybe join you on one of the episodes right on. for season three through five, somewhere around there. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Don't let negativity get you down. I love your analysis. Good. That's awesome. Is, is there uh, going out to Jay in Tennessee? Um, it, it, is there any specific episodes coming up that you're kind of have a soft spot for? That Actually, you're a fan Jimmy, of? he mentioned. Did he? Okay. Okay. It's so weird. So this is um he really likes the one called Cyrano de Brady in season yes. four. Okay. All right. So maybe uh when we get to that episode, maybe we can hit him up and try to see what else we can do. We kind of talked for a little bit. He even sent me a video where Barry Williams did send a cameo to him for his <laughs> birthday. So it's kind of neat. That is awesome. And uh so yeah. That's cool. Good. Oh, he also talked about Barry Williams' book, too, that he read it. So We recently had um, Christopher Knight like and comment on one of our our, uh, things. So So we're like fangirling over all that. I mean, it wasn't, no correction. It wasn't one of our posts. It was a comment that I, because he was asking asking people to caption one of his pictures. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was trying to go new school, you know, with things, you know, about current events and stuff like that. And so I thought I'd go old school on it, right? Because it's a picture of some of the kids with a newspaper sitting there and a telephone. Well, obviously yeah. the newspaper would be classified. Why else would kids or the funnies? Right, right. Reasons. So I figured they're probably looking up stuff in the classified ads. And then I remembered, I'm like, they could be looking up refrigerators and then calling asking if if it's they're running. running. Yeah, so <laughs> I put that down. He, he thought it was pretty funny. All right. 
So, so anyway, thank you, Jay from Tennessee, oh, for, for sure. hitting yeah. us up. We appreciate that. And um, we will we will try to make that happen. Um, smoke and mirrors. Um, we'll have to try to figure out a way to record you, Jay. Um, if we can't do a full episode, maybe I was thinking about just doing a segment. But if he can up. do a full episode, it would just it, it, he you'd have to record it on your end, or uh, we can try to Skype and record it that way. But either way, we'll we have a way out. to record Skype. So. Yeah, we'll figure that out. That's awesome. Good. Yeah awesome all right so we had fun here today we uh don't be offended we're so not racist like going back for a second are we tentatively putting him on the schedule so to speak for that episode again is that for season four you said season four okay i say we should tentatively put him on schedule sure okay I'll write it there down. you go you heard it here fun- i have a few people on certain episodes yes written down is that one taken no okay so there you go you heard it here fo- first folks so like we're always saying, if you want to be on, there's there's a perfect example. Jay wrote in, and now he's going to be on. Just going to figure out what episode that is. Season four. I'm writing it down. And what what I would what I would personally be interested in is um like from a from another fan's perspective, like what kind of things um stand out to you? What kind of things irk you? Like are there personality quirks that kind of bug you or that you like? Or is there fan theories? Maybe like if like you might have your own thing. You ever notice that? You know, Alice, you know, I don't know, kind of looks at Carol a certain way sometimes. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. but <laughs> um, So, yeah, if you have any of that kind of stuff, Jay, I'd be curious to hear that kind of stuff when you come on to see what kind of thoughts you've had about the show. All right. So we had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. Nope. <laughs> we have some homework for our <laughs> listeners as well. <laughs> That's funny. That's true. Uh, you can check out the website at www.averybradypodcast.com. And do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or CastBox. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't like the show, tell two enemies. Send us an email, like I said before, and let us know what you think of the show at Podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversations and the fun. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. And check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook. And that is where you're going to catch all of our real time up to date issues, whether the podcast is coming out on time or whatever. That's where you're going to get all the information. And this next one's interesting. And I got a short story to go along with it. Uh, go watch the Brady Bunch. Now, recently, me and Tech yeah. have, have talked on the last episode about a new podcast me and Tech have both been listening to. They're not a sponsor in any way. Um, I wish they were because that'd be awesome. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's called Zach to the Future. And if you're a fan of of um, Saved by the Bell, you'll absolutely love this podcast. Apparently, um, Mark Paul Gossler had never sat down and watched an entire episode of Saved by the Bell. And so he's going back through and watching all the seasons of it and then giving commentary much like we do. Um, but what's interesting about it is they have on there on that podcast when they give the 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 homework what they're saying to do is, you know, next go watch season three, episode seven, Juliet is the sun. Yeah. That's your homework for this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I never intended on doing that because I, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. But when I got home, um, I was talking to my daughter about it and I was like, yeah, I was listening to this really funny podcast, you know, about, the, about, um, say by the bell. She's like, I don't think I've ever seen say by the bell. I'm like, okay, sit down. <laughs> so we watched like the first five episodes of actual it's technically i guess season two of saved by the bell right um and it just so happened one of them are uh, the last couple we watched were the next ones coming up in the podcast 
right? Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, it's a lot funnier. Might when be you, how when a lot more recently, funnier. Yeah, yeah, it really is funnier. Uh, now, me and Tech have to watch it to do the synopsis. <laughs> right. But as a listener for the first time, it really is more enjoyable if for you've sure. recently seen the episode. It's the same when I will listen to Office Ladies podcast about the office. I always w- try to watch the episode. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much more entertaining because then you remember more. Like, oh, they're right. talking about that. I remember that scene. Yeah. Because, I mean, me and Tack get in the habit of saying, you don't have to watch it, but it might make it a hell more funny if you do. Um, it As a listener for the first time, it totally is funnier if you if you watch it. It really is. Definitely. So, um just throwing that out there. If you're if you listen to this, you probably like the Brady Bunch, and if you like the Brady Bunch, why not watch it again? Especially, especially if you're our our age or older, and you have kids or grandkids that's never seen it before. That makes it a lot more fun because they've never seen the show, and you get to see that first time reaction and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Plus, afterwards, you get you know some of the inside jokes for the uh, Brady Bunch. So there you, go. there you go. So next week on the next episode. Jimmy's going to tell you all about it, but sure. it's also not available anywhere. It's not. No. If you're going to watch this, you got to find it uh, on the DVD set, box set or something. I don't know. Yeah. Buy, maybe buy it off of uh, iTunes. We got to hit up Jim Larison to send us exactly, this uh, yeah. episode. Jim Larison, you're, DVD. You're, you're the poo, man. You're awesome. Uh, you've helped us out a few times. And we're so what here. happens on the next one, Jimmy? Um, yes. You're like, enough about him. Shut up. Yeah, shut up about Jim Larison. God. No, um, I'm just kidding. On the next episode, season three, episode seven, entitled Juliet is the Sun. Hmm. Marsha doesn't want to play Juliet in the school play because she lacks confidence and beauty. So the family tries to boost her self-esteem, but soon she lets the praise go to her head and becomes an unbearable diva. Mm. You know, I've done some Shakespeare. As have I. I've done three Shakespeare shows. I did one. Boom. So, um, yes. So that's what the next episode is going to be about. And it's going to be a blast. Blast. All right. Cool. So I have been Jimmy. I have been Attack. And this has been a very brave podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keith Smoten. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.